Game 82 is in the books, ladies and gentlemen, jamsters of the jury. The Phoenix Suns end the regular season of the 2022-2023 season with a 45-37 and 37 record. Doesn't sound too great, does it? 45 wins, 37 losses. It's good enough for the four seed, okay, in the Western Conference, four seed. So their final game of the season is at home against the Los Angeles Clippers, and they lose the game. And it was actually quite quite a fight, Matthew, quite a fight that the, the C squad of the Phoenix Suns put up, only losing by, what, five points, four points, a few yeah. points? Yeah, um, it was great. Uh, I actually watched the first half, and I loved what I saw from the bench unit, but then they got the loss, and that's all I cared because I want to play the Clippers. Clippers well, lose, we play the Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and, and perfect, that's perfect game. Perfect def, game by the Suns. Definitely something I want to talk about on this podcast is how did you feel as you were watching this game? And how did you feel as the Suns were up, you know, by 11 points? I, I got home, you know, yeah, happy Easter to everybody. Uh, happy Easter, yeah. Yes, tis, tis Easter. Sitting so on eggs out there. <laughs> the, the hottest day of the year thus far, though, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, I was saying we were doing the Easter egg hunt. Niece and nephew out there with Target bags for their for their Easter baskets, and it was hot. I was just standing inside watching them, basically, in the shadows. I was like, with the hottest day, they're out there getting eggs. It's been cold all year. It's Matthew's been cold like, all year. It's been nice. He's got, he's got a nice wet cloth pressing against his brow, yeah. just being like, oh, it's ever so hot. Got a nice tan, though. <laughs> it's, I laid well, out, took my shirt off, laid out. <laughs> Hit some eggs under me. Nice. Think hit some eggs under you think, think <laughs> yeah. of all the people who did easter egg hunts in the greater phoenix area and they left one or two eggs out there it's gonna start smelling pretty quick that's the disadvantage on doing easter egg hunts in phoenix because sometimes easter falls like it did today on the 9th of april sometimes a little earlier sometimes it's it's later uh and those later ones i mean i remember the latest it being was i want to say like the 20th of april so it's like it's really tough for people like celebrating 420 and Easter on the same day because yeah. they hid the eggs and they just forgot where they were at. And they're like, <laughs> fuck it, man. Like, I don't need to find those. I have, Let me have me, me another yeah. gummy. Well, these ones are actually plastic ones with chocolate in them. So there are some probably still out there and just melted away. Exactly. That's what it is, though. You hide those Easter eggs, whether they're the full-on hard-boiled eggs that everyone boils and then dies or the ones that have chocolate and then they, they instantly melt. So it's just... It's unfortunate, and it's as you mentioned, it's been a really, really nice spring by Arizona standards in the Valley yes. of the Sun. So, of course, on the day where it hits like 90 degrees is when Easter is. I think tomorrow's supposed to be mid-90s, and then it like drops right back down to normal normal weather. So, uh, again, Jamsters, thanks for stopping by for the weather report. Uh, we really hope that yep. you enjoyed that. That's that segment. Now, moving on to what do you want to talk about? Well, we got <laughs> talk about the know, game. So surprisingly, yeah, I, I think yeah. we should talk about the Phoenix Suns. Okay. We've got plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So for those of you who are joining us live, thank you for doing so. Thanks for coming on with us a little later after the game. We we waited until 4 p.m. Arizona time to do this so we could I could finish up with work. Matthew could finish up uh egg hunting his, his suntan My whilst suntan. egg hunt hunting egg hunting uh with the nieces and nephews so we thought we'd do that so again thanks for hanging out with us make sure you hit that that thumbs up button if you're listening to the pod whether it be today or tomorrow uh hope you're having a good work week already Ho hope you make this a good work week 
You know, it's Monday shit. It's almost Friday. Okay. That's what you just got to look at it. Yeah. We, and dude, just look at yourself right now and be like, why do I feel this way? Just say, stop being a bitch. Yeah. Get up. Go after it. Start feeling good. You know what yes. I mean? Don't go, feel the same way you have the past 30 years. Change things. Change things. Go on Weight Watchers. Start counting your points. Be miserable. <laughs> yeah, be miserable, that. but like <laughs> be that. happy at the same time. Do whatever you want. So on that note, Jamsters, we're going to go ahead and pop them open. I've got a teeth cracking cold water here. Mm. Uh, Matthew, I assume that I assume that you have some a jug sort somewhere. Of, there we go. So jug them if you got them. It's a 119 to 114 victory for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, loss for the Phoenix Suns. My bad. Uh, in that last quarter, they gave up 37 points to the Clippers. They only scored 28. Uh, but that brings me to my first question. Not that drop. <laughs> Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. Is there a graphic here? No, there's none. Well, we didn't oh. use the one last time, so I was like, I'm not gonna... "Oh, well, the last time we there was so many." No, I thought we were people. doing the wheel thing again today, and oh, so I'm like, no, "Oh no, no, I'm not going to make one if we're not going to use it." Well, the the question I had in my Matthew, I've got to ask segment: Where does Easter rank for you when it comes to holidays? Oh, I last. It's yeah, right. To get together, yeah. You kind of forget about it, which is bad. It's it's bad to say. I mean, all the religious people out there, but I I do love getting together with the family, hanging out. Like today was a blast for two hours, just making cookies and stuff like that, and eating some good food. But it's last. It's just something, a reason to get together, right? What about you? I'm pretty much the same. I don't ever look forward to Easter. Like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Arbor Day. Like you look forward to those different holidays. Yes. Uh, yeah. You're like, I want to hug a tree today. And I love trees. I, I forgot live... what that even meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> when you're laying out tanning and you just hear the soft rustle of the leaves. You're like, Arbor Day, man. I can't wait for that. But Easter's just kind of there. And I, I, again, I don't hide Easter egg baskets. I don't have small children, so it's not like I, I get up for it. Trying to explain the entire holiday alone is just kind of weird because it's a, it has to do with, you know, obviously the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but there's bunnies involved, there's eggs involved. It's never on the same Sunday because it's predicated by the moon. Like, it's the most Christian of holidays Yet it's predicated it being the first Sunday after the first full moon in spring. So spring's always March 20th, 21st. So whenever there's a full moon, the next Sunday it'll be Easter. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, it's all, you know, it's just weird. I just, I, it is weird. I thought it had to do with the Robin Hood thing where he stole from the rich, gave to the poor. I really thought that's where it started. So yeah, no, all based, it's all no. lunar. It's all lunar. So that's just where I'm at. But, but looking at this game, let's, uh, uh, Stephanie Jackson, happy Easter <laughs> sun's hug. <laughs> sun's hug for everybody. Yeah. Hopefully sun's it doesn't involve any pricklies, like a cactus or something, right? Well, yeah, don't, no hugging cacti. No pricks. Not, not a good way. Not a good way to go. So a few things we do want to talk about when it comes to this game. You know, as, as you mentioned earlier, you watched the first half. I watched the I second half, or uh, at least the last quarter. And the question coming into this game is, how do you want what what result do you ultimately want? And as you're watching this game, 
you're you have to navigate that result as it's occurring because you liked what you saw from from the team, right? Saban Lee is playing fantastic. Uh, just the entire uh, way that the Suns, yeah. both on offense and defense, were engaged for the last two games, for that matter, uh, were really impressive. And you, obviously, it doesn't account to much. We know that because we've played the Denver C squad the last two times we played Denver, and there's no such thing as a moral victory. But as you're watching this game, are you sitting there going, fuck, man, we're up or, oh, sweet, we just lost because you want the Clippers or vice versa because you want the Warriors? Well, I thought the Clippers would eventually win. Like I knew the way the way today was going to go was I was going to watch the bench play. I didn't think they're going to play this great. The ball was moving. They were moving. I mean, everything was just looking crisp, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, missing some open shots, but hitting a lot of them playing hard the whole game. And I think the whole the big surprise was for me, Darius Baisley. He was uh he was a little fumbling mumbling there for a little bit, but he got things together. He had a huge dunk early in the game. So I don't know if you saw that. A big dunk over Plumley. It was huge. Got the bench straight up. And everyone was running over there like mid-court yes. to celebrate that one. So it was good to see him. He he took a while to get used to the game because he hasn't played that many minutes, but he looked pretty decent. It's, it's not like, oh, these are gonna be good minutes for him in the playoffs. It was just no. nice to see him play well. And I love Saban Lee. So pissed he cannot play in the playoffs because I love him as like a third mm-hmm. option and even the backup point guard. Um, but I I did think that they were gonna come out and play hard, not this hard. But I did also think too, when I'm over with the family for the second half, just hanging out, watching on my phone, I'm like, I'm gonna pull it up one time and it's gonna say Clippers are winning. I'm like, okay, that's game. And that's what happened. And I'm very, very happy because I personally want to play the Clippers in the first round. That's what needed to happen because I looked at the Warriors score and they were up by 30 points. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to avoid the Warriors. But then I'm like, maybe I just wanted to play them and get them over, get it over with, kind of like what you said. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll take the Clippers first round. And if we can't get past the Clippers, then we don't deserve anything. So it's nice to start out with them. Yeah, I'll start with what you were just talking about. I'll move backwards to talk about Saban Lee and Darius Baisley, the men who have no drops. It's like I'm watching those weird? guys play, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, You're shit. like, you don't know what to do with your hands. You're like, yeah. I got to select like, a drop. <laughs> like, I need to select a drop when I talk about a player, and they don't exist. But yesterday, I wrote a piece for brightsideofthesun.com. So for those of you who like to read, uh, head on over there, and you can read my piece. And I essentially was making the case as to why the Phoenix Suns should want to play the Warriors and why the Phoenix Suns should want to play the Clippers. And ultimately put it to a vote so the readers on bright side could state who they would prefer the Suns play in the first round. And the results of that vote was a hundred or you know, 1490 people voted on this. Okay. 76% wanted the Clippers. As I was writing the piece, initially the piece was going to be fortifying the statements that I've made over the past couple podcasts saying why I want the Warriors. Okay. And giving reasons as to what the, the Clippers are capable of uh, as kind of negative points to wanting to play them and then transitioning that into, well, let's take a look at the Warriors and here, you know, you take that the Clippers are good at this. The Warriors aren't good here. Therefore, we should want to play the Warriors. But as I was developing that piece and writing it down and starting to look at the numbers and really delving into the two matchups that lie before us, I quickly changed it into the piece that I described in which it's like, hey, pros of both, because I realized as I wrote it that I don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. Now, I do state in in the article that much akin to uh, Dwayne The Rock 
Johnson. God, if I could. So close. There. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who we play in the first round. I start off by literally saying that. Like, it doesn't matter who we play in the first round because the Clippers and the Warriors are both teams that are highly beatable for the Phoenix Suns. But as I started talking about the Clippers, I talk about how the fact that Paul George is gone, right? And we don't know when he's coming back. Didn't look good, but on March 21st, he got injured against Oklahoma City Thunder. He might have avoided major injury, but he was going to be the reevaluated in two to three weeks, quote unquote, per Adrian Wojnarowski. And in losing him, they lost 23.8 points per game, 6.1 rebounds per game, as well as somebody who shoots 37.1% from beyond the arc. Uh, and the interesting thing is they actually score more points now that he's not in the, in the game uh, and playing with the team, but the team has now gone five and three in his absence. But then as I started to talk about the, the point that I was making to you that it's their interior depth of the Clippers that somewhat scares me with Avita Zubak and Mason Plumlee. I feel like combined they can give the Suns kind of a, a challenge on the interior. But then I started looking at the statistics and really breaking it down. And the team is 17th in total rebounds. And over the last 15 games, they're 24th. They shoot 33.5 field goal attempts inside 10 feet which is fourth worst in the league. And note that the Suns are third worst in the league. So they're not a team that attacks the interior. They're not a team that rebounds well versus like the Warriors who are the number one in the league in three-point attempts and three-point makes and second highest in the league in three-point percentage at 38.3%. You got Clay Thompson, you got Steph Curry, you got Jordan Poole, you got a lot of people who can really beat you and carry momentum. Now, I understand that they're one of the worst teams in the NBA on the road. In fact, the only teams that are worse than the Warriors on the road in the NBA are the Spurs, Pistons, and Rockets, and that's probably going to be like one, two, three in the draft. So after looking at all that and, 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 and putting around in my little head, I go, you know what? And, and, the, and the sheer fact that Russell Westbrook disappears, he puts up stats, but he's a zero on defense, and you can easily target him in a, in a series – as I was watching today's game, I was, I was like, you know what? Fuck, man, the Suns are winning. Suns are up 11. Suns are up 7. Suns are back up 10. I'm like, Jesus. So eventually, the Clippers took the lead, and, and I'm like, you know what? The Suns gave me everything that I wanted in this game, but ultimately I want I like the decision, and I like the result because the Suns are going to play the Clippers in the first round next Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's the best opponent, really. Um, you know, they're talking a lot about maybe next year – I mean, it started usually these things start with the ringer. It started with um with Kevin O'Connor, where he was talking about the first seed should get to choose their their opponent, right? And if I'm just saying if if you had to choose out of the top five seeds right now, or you know, if you're the mm -hmm. number one seed, yeah, you, you would choose to play the Clippers, yeah. Over the Warriors too. So it's like the Suns kind of ended up lucky here, right? I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, nope. but it's definitely a favorite for them. And you're talking about Zubak and Plumley. Definitely the interior presence is there, but what I like to see from um from Baisley tonight or today during the day on Easter Sunday, his he was just taking it to the rack. Like he has a hard time finishing, of course. Mm -hmm. But these guys he can get by. And I know that's not DeAndre's game at all to really take anybody to the hole. But I'm just saying these guys can be just they can be taken out of the game if you were to play that way. It's just too bad. Like DeAndre doesn't really have that game, but he can definitely have play those guys. 
I'm interested to see how this goes. And I kind of think it just goes kind of, well, we'll have the playoff preview, of course, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of goes by like how Russell Westbrook helps this team. And of course, Westbrook's back to being, he's been not his old self, but he's definitely better. He's not what he was with the Lakers. Cause I feel like this team with the Clippers, they're a more confident, competent team just within themselves. They're not insecure like LeBron and AD where things are not going their way and they're going to start blaming on Russ. Russ is just out there playing ball now too, which can be kind of scary. He can, but the other game, what was he like six for six? I think like last week, excuse my voice crack. He was like six for six from three feeling good. So that guy can get it rolling once in a while. It's just, he's kind of back to just playing some good ball. We were, we're back in the day. I mean, we both wanted him on this team, but we want him only to play like the 10 to 12, 15 minutes, but he's going to be the starter for the Clippers. And I, he can be played out of the game too. So I feel like those, the two big guys and Russ, they can be played out of the game. Not out hustled, but just you can just take them out with our athleticism and just, you know, just outplaying them in a way where Westbrook's kind of just not the same that he used to be. And if he starts missing some shots, he'll get down on himself a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then that team will kind of just, they're not going to be like the Lakers where they're going to be discouraging, but they're just like, man, we don't have the other guy. We don't have Paul George. And that's just the number one thing right there. If George was on this team, the defense would be stifling. Um, like you said, the offensive numbers look a little better without him, but they know how to control the game better with Paul George. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see this first round matchup, man. I'm, it's kind of feels weird, right? Like that it's over and we're starting against the Clippers. Like, does it feel like anything to you? Are you excited? I'm excited, but of course, the Clippers, it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know. I'm excited, but it's just not going to be like a real series. I feel like had it been the Warriors, there would be a lot more angst there. That's for sure. For a couple reasons. One, for the the reasons I stated before, knowing that this team has won four teams or four titles in the last eight years, they have a championship pedigree. They have something that they can draw upon that no other team can truly draw upon in the NBA. So if you're going into a first round matchup against the Warriors, although I definitely think it's a team that we can beat, I think that it prolongs the process. There's a little extra anxiety there. Whereas with the Clippers, again, we don't know what's going to happen with Paul George. He could play in this series. I mean, that two to three weeks, it was March 21st when he got injured. The timeline lines up perfectly with a week off for him to come back and play. It's The, the potential still lies there. But they're, they would be learning on the fly with, uh, with Paul George, with Kawhi Leonard, and with Russell Westbrook all in the lineup at the same time because that's not something they have they, – they, they saw a huge chunk of this season, right? Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook came over in the trade, uh, and he's played, what, 20 games since, and he only played a total of uh, 12 games with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and he was 13.3 points per game. He had 7.3 assists. He had 5.4 rebounds, 3.7 turnovers, 25% from beyond the arc in those games, and it was a challenge initially uh, you got to remember when he first came over that they lost their first like six, seven games together. They put on a little winning streak after yeah. that. Then, then Paul George got hurt, but you'd rather have the Suns play a team that mentally isn't, doesn't have that, that pedigree that the Warriors have. And like you said, Russell Westbrook, a very schizophrenic player. Somebody who can get in yeah. his own feelings. Someone who has guys kicked out of the stadium because he's so in in tune with what's occurring on the sidelines versus what's occurring on the court. Is he going to put up some good numbers? Yeah. Is he going to put up 
uh, and have some exciting plays, of course. But he's also going to be, like I said, a zero on defense, so you can really, really target him. And with the way that the Suns' offense is built, they will just pick Russell Westbrook apart on defense for easy, yeah. easy baskets. And to answer Jose's question in the chat, he said, did the Clippers sit down anyone tonight? They didn't. This was them fighting because you have to realize where the Clippers were coming from in this game. If they had lost, okay, and the Pelicans would have won, then the Clippers are in the play-in game. They're playing the Lakers yeah. at the seventh seed. So they and, and the beautiful thing that the NBA did today is they put all the games on at the same time. Perfect. It was great. That there's, was awesome. Yeah. There's none of this like, okay, well, we ended the game at four. Now the night games are coming. They already know what's going to happen. So they're going to make, no, you play. You go out there and you play. And How the Pelican, weird. It, it was, yeah, what a, what a concept. Yeah, right? go out there and play. It's so fucking dumb. Excuse my language on Easter. So dumb. Jeez. It is so dumb. But the one thing I was thinking about too with the Warriors, it'd be kind of nice to play them first and beat them because you know kind of build that callus for like the rest of the playoffs. And I, I think like the Miami Heat kind of did to I guess the the Bucks the year they won like where they beat the Heat in the first round, kind of toughened them up. Mm-hmm. I think if the Suns were to go to the Warriors and beat them in six or seven, the rest of the players on the same would be super easy. But that would have been so good for them. Oh, that yeah. would have been great for KD. That would have been great for just the Suns team and all. But overall, just KD. I know you, it's KD, but still the Suns team would have felt so great about themselves for beating the Warriors in the first round and getting that over with because that's the one team that scares me going into the playoffs is the Warriors healthy and just that that's it. So. Yeah, def- it definitely would have been a galvanizing series had they won it. But at the same time, I think that this allows another, you know, more games to True. Phoenix to find their yep. rhythm, to to integrate Kevin Durant even more. And you look at the history of the Phoenix Suns against the Clippers, and twice they've played in the playoffs before. 2021, the Western Conference Finals, the Suns won 4-2, to the Valley Oop. And then if you go all the way back to 2006, they played in the Western Conference Semifinals. The Suns won in seven games. And probably the most memorable moment of that game, or I'm sorry, of that series, was in Game 5, the double overtime game that was forced to a double overtime by an amazing shot by Raja Bell in the corner. So who knows? Maybe we're going to have another amazing shot occur against the the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Now, going back to Saban Saban Lee and Darius Baisley. Okay, again, I'd play their drops right now, but they don't have them. Darius Baisley, I hope you guys enjoyed them. It was a fun game to watch Bays uh, coming off the bench in this game. He played 27 minutes. He was 7 of 13 from the field. He even hit a 3. He had 9 boards. He had 2 blocks, 2 assists. He had 16 points. Baisley, I, I don't know what the the long-term plan is with Baisley. My guess is if you if, if you take a look at his contract, uh, and remember that he's he came over in that trade uh, for Dario Saric, but next season he is going to be a restricted free agent. So the qualifying offer is 6.2 mil. I don't know if he's worth 6.2 mil. He's making 4.2 this year. He's somebody who potentially could be uh, a part of this team. He's got length. He's got athleticism. He's got defensive capability. Like you said, he doesn't have really good in- interior finishing. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Suns navigate moving forward in the offseason with him because he could be one of those pieces as a restricted free agent that you try to hold on to simply because with the price of KD, the price of 
D book and the price of DA plus the half guaranteed contract to CP three, you're going to need roster fillers and he can do that, but he, he possesses a lot of really good basketball skills. I just don't know how transferable they are on a night to night basis. No, I mean, the thing is with, um, with jock is his, his defense sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of suspect, but the thing is with Baisley tonight or today, Easter Sunday, he was, <laughs> he was deterring those shots at the rim, man. His rim presence was really, it's for real. The it what was nice is I feel like the last few weeks or so the Suns like defense at the rim they're letting guys go in there and get those easy layups. He made it almost impossible for those guys to get good looks. That's the one thing he does. Only two personal fouls, and that was the thing with him coming over here is he was good at you know shot blocking. Obviously, he he excelled at that, but just playing defense around the rim, using his body in the right ways, not drawing the foul, and that's what he did today for the most part that I saw. It's like anytime guys are going over there, you see his long arms reach out and that ball will just go like an extra two or three inches high off the glass and just hit the front of the rim and bounce off. He's good in that way. So if you want yeah. that, you definitely have that. I'm not saying it's, it's going to be any, there's going to be any playoff minutes, but there's just stuff out there. He was trying. I'm like, man, like if he can get that stuff down, he'd be pretty decent. He would just would make one or two moves and then he would lose the ball in certain situations off his leg. Someone would mm-hmm. just have an easy swat. It looks like DA kind of is a rookie year, kind of that kind of stuff. And you just realize like how good DA is with the ball after watching Baisley. But then after a while, though, he kind of picked stuff up. He was like, all right. I was like, this guy can actually, he has some confidence. He was failing over and over again in front of the Clippers bench. Some of it was kind of just embarrassing, I feel like, because of him just losing the ball. But he kept going at it. And that's what I loved about him. He didn't stop. That guy has absolute confidence in himself to get better. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to play big playoff minutes, but if you need some defense, he can be that guy just to come in and if if Biz when he comes back, if Biz is in foul trouble, maybe you can throw him in there, play some defense. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. I don't think we'll see much of him in the postseason. No. I, I I truly don't. But uh, as Han Sagan says in the chat, you need these guys, and I agree with that. Saban Lee's or I'm sorry, Saban Lee, uh, Darius Baisley is one of the guys that you need in the NBA. Long, athletic, and a defender. And somebody who, in time, can grow. Now, the question simply becomes, are you willing to groom and grow? Because we had Jalen Smith, and you know that was like, first train out of Phoenix into Indiana. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's get Torrey Craig back here. So it it's going to truly come down from an organizational standpoint how they want to navigate this roster next season. Now, Saban Lee, amazing game. The Saban game, right? The I, I can't wait for Jam Star yeah. because the 82nd game, it's always funny in the 82nd game, you always get a weird jam star 25 points. Now, granted, he was eight of 21 from the field, but that's expected to your from your backup to the backup point guard. Uh, he had 10 assists, so a 25 and 10. He had a couple steals in this game, uh, athletic, flying, high flying, trying to dunk over anybody who can get in his way. Is Saban Lee an NBA player? Like, should he be on an NBA roster next year? Because he's a 10 or he's not. He's a two way guy. Yeah, uh, who's been a two-way journeyman, has he put enough on his resume to find himself permanently on a roster next season? And if so, is it with the Suns or is it without? I say yes, and I, I've always loved Saban. I really have. Um, when he comes in, I think the first two games he played lately before this last game, he was he was okay. Uh, his passes were a little off. He was kind of out of sync with the offense, but it was like his first time playing in a while. But just the effort he gives you out there, man. I hope he's back on the Suns. I'm not saying he's going to be, but I just hope he is because I thought of him as our backup point guard in a way. 
because he's a guy that knows what to do on the floor. He has a high IQ. I know he said it was a little sloppy coming back, but it just takes some time to get back in sync with things. But he knows how to cut to the rim, make himself available in certain situations where a lot of guys would just be standing around. You, you saw that tonight, too, with some cuts to the rim. Him finishing at the basket, it was good earlier in the year tonight. He had a few misses that were kind of easy, but the fact is that he was getting to the rim, and if some guys were being double teamed out on the perimeter or something, he was cutting, getting to the basket, and are getting to the ball to help them out. Like He's just always available on the floor, and he plays big, man. Like you said, he's trying to mm-hmm. dunk on guys. He has hops for sure. And he Hell has, yeah, he does. He plays just bigger. He's like, he kind of reminds me like of a blood. So not, he doesn't, not the same fashion, but just like a big guy. It doesn't seem like it, but then when he hits somebody like, oh, the guy's flying the other way. Yeah, facts. Um, to me, I want him back. I really do. But it just seems to me that he won't be for some reason. Cause a lot of these guys that end up showing up late in the season or something, you just, you're like, oh, Sam Lee's gone. Oh, dang it. Like he was, I liked him though. I liked him. But then now he's going to be on another team that will face in the playoffs next year or something. I seriously like this guy, and I'm seriously upset he's not going to be on a playoff uh, roster. I just, I love the dude, man. Well, especially with Cameron Payne hurting his back in the last game. Like, yes, the, the thing about Saban Lee and that makes him different than Darius Baisley is we only saw Darius Baisley play six times this year, right? Like, he barely played for the Suns, whereas Saban Lee, he played in 22 games for the Phoenix Suns this season. I mean, he was heavily involved considering cp3 was hurt considering cameron Payne was hurt for a very prolonged period of time saban got his opportunities he went for 5.5 points on the year he shot 38 percent from beyond the arc he averaged uh 2.5 assists you know in in 14.5 minutes played it's not it's not nothing he definitely showed due to his athleticism and his ability to get to the basket and his speed and his quick first step he is somebody who's going to be on a roster in the NBA somewhere. He he reminds me of like a, a Toronto Raptor or something. Like I can see, yes. see him on the Raptors next year, yep. right? He, he looks like, a, yeah, he's a Raptor. He, there's, something, right. there's something about it. So it's going to be interesting again to see what happens with him in the offseason. Because when we talk about Baisley, we talk about Saban Lee, like those are guys that we as fans enjoy to enjoy watching. But as time progresses and, and the organization makes decisions on how they want to construct their roster. It's always the fringe guys who end up somewhere else. And I can see both of them not being a part of this team. I'm with you. I wish that Saban Lee was a part of the postseason roster as a two-way contract. He will not be because I feel like he is one of your, if, if Cameron Payne goes down, if we need somebody granted, like we're, we're getting ready to head into Devin Booker and Kevin Durant for 40 minutes a game territory right like that's the postseason but Saban Lee is just a good fringe guy to have but I guess the advantage of him not playing is we don't have to hear about him whenever we're having a bad game like we did last season with Aaron Holiday because campaign remember campaign in the playoffs last year was fucking garbage so we were all just like dude Aaron Holiday that's what I was gonna say I'm like (laughs) is that gonna be a thing where we're gonna be like I wish Saban Lee was here yeah I would campaign sucks yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that, but there's nothing we can do about it this time. You know what I mean? Yep, because he won't be on there. But just in case none of you remember, 13 games played last season in the postseason for Cameron Payne. He averaged 4.2 points. He shot 29.7% from the field and 16.7% from beyond the arc. And he averaged 2.3 shot three-point attempts per game. Like he was bad last season. So hopefully we don't run into that as we navigate this postseason. No, so, that's huge. It's yeah, it's, it's eh, kind of, I already, I was already on the side of like KD's here and I don't think that's going to matter as much. Precisely. I, yeah. I I'm with you there again with KD, with 
the that extra 40 minutes it it takes a lot of different aspects away from the reliability that you have to have on the bench so Whew, felt good to play a drop. I almost went 30 minutes yeah, without playing a drop. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm over here just White like one over there. What <laughs> I'm like, I want to click something. So, Josh Akogi won the Dan Marley Hustle Award presented to him prior to the game. I'll ask you this, Matthew Was that the right choice? It would kind of came out of nowhere, but it makes sense. Like when it happened, when first when it was announced, like like or when they were talking about like who who do you want? I was thinking Biz. I was like, I think Biz deserves it, but it makes sense to give it to Okogi. Like, how did I not think of Okogi? He's like my favorite player on the team. It's uh, it's well deserved. But I saw a picture too. Where's the where was the trophy? I didn't see the trophy. Was there a trophy out there? The big M or whatever. Yeah, I didn't no, see no, it it's, it's that big, it's that big nine thing. It's a nine. Yeah, yeah, that's it's what a it nine. Is. Yeah. But I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Maybe someone broke it. That thing's huge. Just massive. It probably hit Dan, a doorway. Dan Marley was was walking it in, and yeah, he, cl- he clipped it on a, a <laughs> yeah. doorway and broke it. <laughs> it just, now it's a six. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it fell down. No, I think it's the right choice. Yeah. Uh, you think about kind of how we define the Hustle Player Award. And I know early in the season, it was definitely something that Jock Landell was was – the front runner for because of his ability to come off the bench, provide that shot of energy on the offensive end and run around looking like a cockatoo the whole time he was doing it. But as the season progressed, yeah, it's, it's a Kogi. And I think that we all realized that while Devin Booker was out and once, once, once Mikhail Bridges was gone, a Kogi really stepped up and started providing some defensive and, and consistent defensive stops and his his rebounding ability to and his his ability to just elevate above all other people uh and and his his twitter handles call me nonstop like that's the definition of hustle so congratulations to Okogi I think that that's the right choice yeah I think when uh when Mikhail and Cameron Johnson left you know they left a big hole in my heart KD was here it filled it up most of the way, but I think Okogi kind of completed it because even tonight with his help defense on uh, Kawhi was frustrating the shit out of Kawhi. Yes, tonight. he was. So it, it's it's those situations where you're like, if you're going to play the Warriors, who's who's going to be that guy to help stop these guys? At least make it difficult. And then you worry about like the 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 refing. You know, are the Warriors that that team are they going to get the call all the time? You can't really with the Kogi because he just doesn't foul. So you know what I mean. So that's always such a huge thing to have. Well, is there, is it even a award though that matters? I mean, even the MVP no. doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no one cares yeah. about the MVP. No one anymore, cares really. anymore. Except for yeah. Embiid. It'll never win it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Embiid will win it this year. Um, no, it's it, it's an award that only us Suns fans even know exists. Like if you go to your your OKC buddies and you're like, hey man, dude, Josh Akogi won the Marley Award. They're like, the fuck Marley. are you talking about? They're they're what Marley. Is it? How does he eat there for that? free now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He gets unlimited gorilla wings. Yeah, he's a lot of tater tots there. I don't understand. Good for him. He gets all the tater tots he wants. <laughs> the Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Wait, did you do it? Did I did it. Did, did you do oh, it? I, well, I just pulled it up a while ago. I just oh, have enough because I didn't know if you were doing it or not. Oh, I did it. I did it. 
So okay, you, you can still wear that anyways. So yeah. the subreddit stakeout. Ooh, I can actually pull up a banner for this one. Let's see here. Boom. There we go. So here's what was going on. And, and, and this was a fun subreddit to be around because the Clippers didn't know what they wanted. The fans. Like literally yeah. one of the first comments, half the subreddit, half the subreddit is rooting to tank, the other to win. And that's what it was. It was people just going back and forth because a, a bunch of them didn't want to play the Suns, but they knew if they lost that they could potentially be in the play-in. So they didn't want to lose. And then, of course, there's the whole, you don't want to tank mentality, right? So there, all these yeah. arguments are going back and forth. But here's some of the other comments that people had in the subreddit. Anyone else think, anyone else think the, the Kings are more scarier than the Suns? And then somebody responded, you smoking crack? <laughs> and, somebody, and then somebody simply said no. So, you know, that's one of the conversations. Do you want to play, even if you lose this game, but the Pelicans lose, which did happen, they would be the sixth seed. And the sixth seed, which is now the Golden State Warriors, is going to play the Kings. So there's a lot of, would you rather take the Kings? Would you rather take the Kings? And everyone's like, yes, yes, we'd rather take the Kings because this Suns team is scary. And again, the Kings are an unproven commodity. Uh, better clips match up fifth or sixth seed. And then somebody said facing the Kings is prefer preferable to facing the Suns. And then somebody said, I was thinking that too. So that just fortifies what I just said. Uh, uh, Ross reminds me of Obi Trice. I don't remember what that guy looks like, though. Obi Trice, real name, I'm, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls. You know what he looks like? Outside. Yeah, I know what Obi Trice looks like. He's part of D12, homie. He kind of looks like him, kind of. Does he look like, like him? Yeah, throw a hat on him like he looks like Obi Trice. I thought that was a good observation. And then somebody uh, popped in, a Warriors fan popped in. He said, as a Warriors fan, <laughs> I'm offering my strength for a Clippers spirit bomb. Please win. Thank you. So what's that tell you, Matthew? They're scared, right? Not even the Warriors wanted to play the Suns. No, no one wants to play the Yeah, and I know the Kings are hearing that too. And I hope the Kings kill the Warriors. I can't wait to watch that series. That's oh, yeah, gonna that's going to be a fun one. That's just a better matchup. I think the Suns and, and Clippers are a better matchup just to watch mm -hmm. um, in the first round. And then the Warriors, just the offense is going at it. It's going to be pretty stellar. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be good. And think about that. That's all Pacific Division right there. Every member of the Pacific Division, by the way, made it to the playoffs. Now, granted, the Lakers Congrats. are in the play-in, but every member of the Pacific Division is in the playoffs. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? I still can't believe they have a guy called Jock. And somebody said with a, with a, <laughs> somebody responded, yeah, with a stupid mullet hawk. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of his hair. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't yeah, think it. I think you're right. This just doesn't look good. It's not full. You know, he's not like. He's not 12 or 18 years old where it's like not balding. You know what I mean? So it looks good <laughs> on an 18 year old. Uh, last comment I had, uh, and then if you have any, you can add them. We definitely need a head coach which, with an actual offensive system that sets up Kawhi's game. In this game only, I counted four times when he's trying to execute his pull-up jumper and gets three guys over him already. So we talk about Ty Lue as the adjustment master. Yeah. Right. He's a it's coach a that people really respect for his ability to make adjustments, both in game and in series. Something that we talked about ad nauseum. If you go back two years ago and watch our Western conference previews for the, that season and whatnot, that's what it was all about. But from the inside looking out, they're sitting there and they're just like, dude, he can't even coach Kawhi. Right. So 
just keep that in the back of your mind as you prepare to make any arguments relative to the Suns and the Clippers with your buddies, with your friends, and with random people on the street. Do yeah. you have any, any anything on the subreddit you saw, Matthew? Yeah, I saw that uh, Kawhi said, give me the Suns. I don't give a fuck. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's sure Kawhi. Does he even care about basketball? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Kawhi does He, he does. It's, it's just crazy how those two, him and Paul, just can never link up together. Mm-hmm. That's a scary team with them. And it'll always be a scary team. It'll be 10 years from now. We'll be like, dude, that team should have won. They yes. could have won. They should have won. Yeah. At least a couple finals. All correct. That's, that's all the only. That's the only. <laughs> The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Any other notes you had on this game, Matthew? Oh, no, I almost put the same glasses back on. Nope. (laughs) Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, it's a reminder, subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching along live, you're watching at a different time. Hit that thumbs up button. Let's other Suns fans know where to come and watch the best and original post-game podcast on Planet Orange. Matthew, 82nd game of the season. Who are you giving your jam star to? Saban Lee. It's got to be, Rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. Three that box score is now 44, or 44 minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Four, damn. Only took out... Took off four minutes in the game. <laughs> He's like, go play, man. This is for you, for the rest of the league, some, some other team, for the Raptors. <laughs> Suns, fe- Suns Fever 83 agrees with you, as does Coda Kid. Uh, Suns Down Under podcast. What a great name that is, by the way. Did you make the graphics for that, too? I saw it in the little chat. Yeah, I literally made it on while I was on their podcast the other night. I was sitting there talking to them. Oh, were you? And then I was like cool. making the graphics at the same time. That's a badass name. I love that. Now when I tell my friends, be like, it was it's the Aussie, it's a it's a sun, the Aussie Suns. What's the what's the name of your podcast? Suns Down Under Podcast. I can remember. Too that. easy, too easy. So and, and shout out to those guys for one creating great content and two for listening to my suggestion. I truly appreciate it. Uh Ted Lubin gives it to Al McCoy. Good call, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rough, I saw that video. It was like, oh, this yeah. is okay. And then Booker comes on there. Don't book. Don't, don't say anything. Don't. Don't. And like, because book. Books, he seems more emotional than the other guys. Just a little yeah. bit, you know? Well, because he gets like, it. Oh, God. He gets it. He yeah. gets it. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, jam stars of the game right there. So, again, with the Phoenix Suns finishing 45 and 37 on the season, brings up a little trivia. You yeah. know what time it is. Trivia time. All right. So I was researching this today as I'm writing a piece for Bright Side of the Sun. Every week I put together something called Center of the Sun, and it's a weekly recap that's on the website. And as I was putting it together, I noticed, you know, I'm like, well, let's see how this Sun's record, where it ranks for the franchise. So out of 55 regular seasons, what number is this? relative to finish when it comes to winning percentage their final winning percentage is 54.9 percent how does that where does that fall out of 55 22 29 29 29 yep so it's a 29 seasons it's a lot of winning seasons it's a lot of winning seasons all right so my next question how many suns teams have had a worse record than 45 and 37 and made the postseason zero Nope. Nine. A little lower. Six. 
Seven. That's correct. Seven. <laughs> seven other Suns teams had had a worse record than this and made the postseason. Okay. The worst was in 1984-85, the 36 and 46 Phoenix Suns made the postseason. Now, there's only one other time that the Suns had a worse record than 45 and 37, but entered as a higher seed. They were a three seed. What year did they enter the playoffs with a record worse than the current one, but a higher seed? 86? Nope. Two more guesses. 72. Nope. One more guess. 2000. No, no. 79. Nope. So close. The Cinderella Suns. The 1976 Cinderella Suns, who went to the NBA Finals, entered the playoffs 42 and 42, but as the third overall seed in the Western Conference. Obviously, they made it to the NBA Finals. They lost to the Boston Celtics in that. So, again, it's just, it's weird to see this team with this record be a four seed. But again, you see the entire landscape of the Western Conference, and it makes sense. What I did find kind of interesting was I went back and I looked Dave King put together 14 predictions prior to the season okay this is the last metric I got for you he had 14 different predictions how many of those predictions do you think he got right eight no this is here we go here here were Dave King's uh predictions so Dave if you're listening I'm reminding you uh prediction number one the Suns will win 55 games this year finishing third west he's wrong on both of those uh, they will start slow and finish strong. Eh, I don't know about that. Drake, Jay Crowder will come back to the team before opening night with or without a contract extension. No trade. Wrong. James Jones won't make any major trades that impact the top seven players, but he will pick up somebody that plays 15 to 20 minutes per game. Wrong. DeAndre, will, wanted, be, <laughs> DeAndre will be fine this year. He will marginally improve his numbers. Uh, Hear his name mentioned above the uh, among the possibilities for All Star Reserve. Wrong. Then he will uh, won't ultimately make it. Unfortunately, his defensive effort will regress a little bit, which uh, had me most excited about his future as a championship core piece. Devin Booker will be an All Star and and All NBA player again. Wrong. Chris Paul well, All will be NBA. An, he he won't be. There's no way. No. He only played in 55 games. 50. I know, but the new rule starts next year. Yeah, but he only played in 53. There's no way that voters are going to give a guy who played in 53. With all the guard play that's in the NBA right now, there's yeah. no way. I, I guarantee you, Devin Booker. No, will I don't, I don't think he NBA will, but team. he should. Chris Paul will be an all-star reserve again, but won't make all NBA. Wrong. Mikael Bridges will make second team all defense, won't top 15 points per game in scoring, and his three-point shooting remained in the 35 to 38%. But we will all say he had a better season. Wrong. Cameron Johnson won't sign an extension this month and will set a new career high in scoring this year at about 15 points per game. His rebound average will be less than six per game. That one he got kind of right. He didn't sign that one he got right because he's, he's averaging like 16.1. Uh, Johnson will sign a new five-year contract next summer directly from the Suns. Wrong. Monty Williams' love child this season will be Jock Landell. He'll get more minutes than I think he should, even more than Dario and Biz at the backup center position. That's like kind of right because he does have more minutes than him. Did Johnson Johnson? He didn't sign with the Nets yet, right? No, but they, that's not till the off season. Okay, but he's he is. Uh, I think he's not. No, is is he he's, a UFA? He's unrestricted, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, come on. Well, man. we'll see. Maybe not wrong. 
by the end of the season, Dario will be a key rotation player, but wrong. Uh, the Lakers won't make the playoffs due to injuries and lack of depth. Wrong. Um, the Grizzlies and Suns, last year's number one and number two seeds in the West, will finish in the three to six range. Wrong. Uh, the Clippers will get the top seed. <laughs> Jeez, man. Warriors will get the number two seed. Wrong. <laughs> the Nuggets uh, will have everyone excited, but will still only finish in the three to six range. Wrong. Suns will make the Western Conference Finals, but losing six to the eventual champ to be determined. So there you go. Sorry, Dave, that I put you on. Black. So that just tells everybody just don't go to Brightside and read anything because <laughs> they absolutely know nothing what they're talking about. <laughs> John to show Denver, you. Yes, I did. And we'll talk about that on the jammies. Okay. Mm, the jammies are coming exciting. for those who yeah. don't know what the, what the jammies are. Uh, they are our annual awards that we give out to our, to different players. We have all kinds of awards. We did them in the preseason. Yeah. Then we compare the preseason to the end of the season. So very exciting. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. I, I got some right. I got some right. I got some right. You, you got some. You got a couple right. I Mar got Rudy, a, Mar Rudy Gobert punching someone on game 82. Oh, we're, 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 we're going to talk about that here in a second. Uh, but it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, it's definitely one you got to tune in for. It's going to be on Tuesday. Or I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday's when we're doing it. Yeah, Wednesday, 9.30 p.m., yep. right after the play-in game. So make sure that you guys... Right after the Thunder game. Yeah. Right after the Thunder Thoughts. Um, brains? All right, so a few things we want to talk about before we get out of here. You mentioned it briefly, but what the fuck is going on in Minnesota, man? The Minnesota Timberwolves, who are fighting to, to make the playoffs today have Rudy Gobert punch Ryan Anderson in the chest. And then they just like send him home. Like that's the tweet that came from the Timberwolves side. It's like, we have sent Rudy Gobert home. Like the game was still going on. Jaden McDaniels, what their defensive stalwart gets mad at something, punches the inside of like the tunnel, breaks his hand. Like, Oh, did that happen too? Oh my gosh. Ooh. They won the game. They beat the Pelicans, which was an important game for both teams. But the Minnesota Timberwolves, man, like game 82, like an A-bomb went off. Yeah, and I, I saw the punch, and then Rudy Gobert backs up about like 20 a, feet. Like you a, do not. Rudy Gobert. No bitch. one's even holding him back. That is, that looks bad, man. Uh, you wait till someone holds you back, and then they push you back. Well, Ryan no Anderson went up. right at him, and they had to hold exactly. back. Exactly. He right? got held back. He did it perfectly because you're not going to fight there on the floor, but you got to find bodies and throw yourself into some bodies so they hold you back. No one was holding Rudy Gobert. They probably wanted him to get in there and get punched or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that happened. And also in the Clippers game, too, Bones and Plumlee went at it, too. Mm -hmm. No punches. I feel like that was they almost kissed. Though. Yeah, they got really – they got up in there. But I feel like yeah. when Rudy Gobert, like, punt, like, Ryan Anderson carries with him a veteran presence that's respected. And I was reading a piece that somebody literally put out yesterday. And it was Rudy Gobert talking about Ryan Anderson, how sometimes he provides feedback that is a little – up front and a little direct, but he sees it, you know, Rudy's the, he's like, I see it as a positive because he's, you know, he cares about me and he's giving feedback in that game. He just punched him in the chest and then back, like you said, backed up. Like I, it just, it's not a good Does look. Does anybody know Again. what they were saying? I wonder what they were. Not, not yet. I mean, it, look, it just looks bad. Uh, it's not as bad as a Draymond punch, but it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Especially because it's Gobert, right? And exactly. Gobert always has that target on his back of just mm -hmm. being the most annoying player. Mm -hmm. Never supported by anybody. Always mm. snubbed by the All-Star team. Yeah. All-Star game. So, I don't know, man. That's a rough look. 
Not a, not a good look for Rudy Gobert. I'll tell you what else isn't a good look. The Dallas Mavericks have been eliminated. We didn't really talk about yes. it much on the last pod, but it's definitely one I want to get a couple jabs in Weird. Be, because uh, I can't stand the Mavericks. It's not even the Mavericks I can't stand. One, I can't stand watching them because Luke is just very hard to, to watch. But two, their fans, to all the people who who did all that massive tick shit talking, I'm petty. I mean, Eddie Johnson said it. He said, hey, after everything that they said last year, go on Twitter and, and, and make sure that they hear you. So <laughs> weird. Why? I love you guys it. are so strange. I, I don't yes, understand. Yes, we are. I, but it's, well, I know. What I did weird. last year is I bookmarked so many tweets and yeah. I hit every they one had of those good reason tweets. To talk shit. Yeah, they did. But it's, this whole. Yeah, go ahead. But but what I what I have not, never been a fan of. And you know, this is whenever you get in one of those kind of back and forths. It's whenever you start bringing up your championships, it's very childish to me. It's like Clay Thompson holding up the four fingers, right? It's like you're beating the shit out of us. He's like, yeah, four fingers. It's like, yeah, that doesn't matter right now, dude. Like, good for you. You've had successful seasons, and you've been a part of championship teams. But we're beating you right now. This is what matters. And that's the Mavs thing right now is anytime you go out a Mavs fan, they're like, well, at least we won a ring like once. you know. And you're like, yeah, that okay, cool. Like 12 years ago, you guys won a ring. What does that have to do with right now? You guys are not that- in – you are not in the fucking playoffs. And I saw this yeah. uh, this really good statistic that Mike V. Hill from uh, the timeline put. He said, since February 1st, Luca and Kyrie on the court together were a plus 49. Kyrie with Luca off was a plus 47. Luca with Kyrie off was a negative 47. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so a couple things. The whole championship thing, that's a different era. Whatever the, the master back then, that doesn't count. Clay doing it for... It's the same team that's fighting them right now. I think that matters because what we're doing is they won a course last year, but it doesn't have anything to do with this year, Mm -hmm. but they still are champions. They're the defending champions. I feel like that makes more sense. It It does does look kind of stupid. It it is kind of funny when Steph Curry is sitting over there just like, like he's always on the other side of the bench, just like looking off, like just happy. And then Clay's (laughs) over there looking at the other team, just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, talking shit. I think that if the Suns do that, like, hey, we won last year and they're not going to wave one around, but they're going to be like, hey, we're champs. I, I accept that. I really do. The whole thing with Luca and Kyrie, as soon as like they got together, they had a few good games. I think you called it. A few good games, then they would kind of tank and just not be the same. Not tank literally for a pick, but just you know, go downhill. They would not be the same team. That's exactly what happened. But it's just it's kind of weird. I've never seen it this way where Luca is unhappy. And I don't think it has to do with Kyrie, but of course Kyrie's on the team now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does. Maybe it's something off court. I've just never seen this happen where you have a top, what, five player in the league? Luca is a top five player, oh, right? Guaranteed. Yeah. He is. He is. All of a sudden, you guys are not fighting for a playoff spot, not even in the play in. Yeah. You have an opportunity. You're just not, you're fighting for a pick to keep a pick for next year. That's crazy to me because. I thought I thought this team could have easily made the playoffs. Whatever happened, oh, yeah. This is the craziest downhill story I've ever heard in my life. And then you had Mark Cuban even defend like the reason they didn't re-sign Brunson because of his dad or something. They 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 he said that he's like, Yeah, we yeah, couldn't because his dad was in no- negotiations. What are you talking about? Okay, you guys messed up, you fucked up. All right. And it happens, right? But you guys always let the wrong people walk. And you always just yes. sign the wrong guys yes. to build around Luca. You just you have you fucked him over. Now he's probably gonna ask out. Now that's the news, right? Well, it's not that Luca just wants that. out of Dallas next year, but not one just, year from now. 
but year. No, not just now or not not just that like Kyrie is pretty much gone right yeah he's like not, Kyrie's he's a gonna free be, agent he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be here there. in Phoenix he's well, gonna I, be here in Phoenix I, I'm I'm not, da- I'm not doubting you I'm not doubting you on that and again going back to the championship things going back to the championship things it just it, it annoys me again like I'm a Dodgers fan. People know. People hate. What? I, whenever, <laughs> whenever I get into any sort of argument, a sports argument, I never go. Yeah, man. Well, like 1988, bro. Like 2020, we won one. Like I never bring up the old championships because it's it's a moot point. It doesn't matter if if we play the Giants and the Giants beat the tar out of us. I I take it like a man. And it's just so funny to me to see so many people. And again, I'm the I'm the side of the podcast that engage on Twitter. Matthew's like living his life. Matthew's like it's a Saturday. He's driving up. I have to a lot Jerome. to make up for in life. All right, you I know? got off this pod. I got a lot to make up for. A lot of lost years. So and I gotta get out there. Whereas I'm just like <laughs> tapping away on my phone, you know, just be like, you motherfuckers, you know. I'm like, I'm I, I bookmark your tweet from eight months ago. Yeah. That you know, it's like exclamation point because I I'm petty that way, and I find I find it fun. I find yeah. it fun, but we, I also go ahead. Could we just say though, like the one thing that bothers me is always, oh, this fan base sucks. They're the worst fans, and this fan base, you know what I mean. I guess you do have a good fan base, the like Suns, Thunder and stuff. But the, when the teams Suns start to win, one. when the teams start to win, everyone always hates them. It's always that. It's oh like, yeah, that's that's a why. Fact. Just let the other team enjoy it. Okay, no, I, I agree with that, but I will say like, I probably am not a good representative of the Suns fan base because of my pettiness. <laughs> <laughs> you know but i try to be like like i'm not i i try to have valid statements and i do mm-hmm. secede when you know my, my favorite thing to say is agree to disagree because i was going back and forth with this one guy on twitter the other day and he was telling me how um have ha, like being happy that we beat the spurs is dumb because like tim duncan's not still on the team i'm like well that's what a rivalry is like th- that team hurt my feelings scarred me emotionally in the middle 2000s so i will always carry a grudge he's just like that's dumb i'm like i agree to disagree man like i still carry why why is it dumb like that's what i'm saying like twitter is about just attacking people that have feelings he had his argument he had his argument he lived by that argument he's like it's 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 the same it's the same reason where it's like when you talk about championships you know it's like well none of those players matter okay like that doesn't matter anymore because it's it's in the past so the past of the past so let it go but on the other side of the argument i'm like yeah but i still remember the past and it hurts my feelings so it's like of course like everybody i use it when it benefits me and like parker hines says i just love talking shit you gotta take it in take it on the chin when they're roasting you yeah we took it on the chin and fuck last fucking march 22nd or, or may 22nd last year it fucking yeah. sucked but we all sat there we ate our crow we you know just dealt with it and then if our we day beat came. them, though, it makes more sense. Of, of course, but they that have was to a fucking be game. there to do it. Fuckers. It just doesn't feel the same. They're out of the playoffs. I can. I know. I'm just really. happy they're out of the playoffs. I'll just I'll say that. Mm. All right. Yeah, real quick before we get out of here, I just want to bring up the final standings. For those of you who are watching, you can see it. For those of you listening, I'll explain it. The play in game starts on Wednesday, right? Tuesday. Tuesday is the first play in game. And you're going to have in the Western Conference, not on Tuesday, but in the Western Conference, the Lakers are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. So by beating New Orleans, Minnesota gets to play the Lakers. They're, we'll see what happens with Rudy Gobert. They're without Jaden McDaniels, who is somebody who is very vital to the defensive end, against, uh, especially against somebody like LeBron. The winner of that game will play the Memphis Grizzlies. The loser will play the winner 
of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the New Orleans Pelicans. So I'm not going to get into who you want, who you don't want, all that fun stuff, just because we have a playoff preview podcast that will be on Thursday at 930 following the final play-in game. So we know everything that's set for the first round. But again, the first round matchups, the Clippers and the Lakers, the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors, those are set. On the Eastern Conference side, the seven and eight seed is going to be Miami versus the Hawks, which I think that's going to be a fun game to watch, as is the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. Chicago's been playing very well recently, and Toronto surprisingly is 41 and 41 and is the ninth seed. Uh, the f- first overall seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, the second overall seed, the Boston Celtics. And then you have the 4-5 matchup is going to be Cleveland versus New York. And the 3-6 matchup, one that I know that we'll definitely be tuned into and might be our winner for the must-watch on the Eastern Conference side in the first round, will be Brooklyn versus Philly, Matthew. So it, anything in there that you're just like excited for or or uh, tell me the one you're excited for and the one you're not going to watch one minute of. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at um, the East side. I'm like, it looks pretty good, but if you get the Milwaukee-Toronto series... I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. But Facts. I'm looking forward to the Miami-Boston series, of course. Um, but Sacramento-Golden State, that's going to be the one. That's a huge one. Um, that's what everyone's going to be watching. Definitely must watch. But all these playoff matches right now look good until they yes. start, and you'll kind of figure out, like, all right, this one's going to be over pretty soon. Yep, yep. Uh, Nate in the chat, who was on the show the other day, says, why does 7 play 8? It doesn't seem right. Essentially, the way it works, Nate, is 7 plays 8. If 8 wins, they're in. Yeah. And then seven. So essentially, if you get the seven or eight seed, it's a double elimination for you to lose out of the playoffs. Right. That's the advantage of seven, eight. Instead of going like seven versus 10 and eight versus nine, I get what you're saying. But that's that's the purpose behind that. This is one of the few things that makes sense in the NBA. So before we get out of here, play in tournament, you fan or you not a fan? Yeah, I keep it. Keep I it. Like I think it. they're going to add the whole first seed picks their own opponent. Because it is kind of ridiculous, man, going to the playoffs. The first seeds don't even know where they're going to play until like two days before. Yeah, it's, seriously. It's crazy. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. They on get Friday, rest, you'll know. But... On Friday, you know, but you don't get any game planning. Whereas like the Suns for the next week can sit there and game plan, can watch footage, can really uh, identify the weaknesses in the Los Angeles Clippers. Whereas the one seed, now in theory, if you're the one seed and you're playing the eight seed, uh, you should beat the shit out of them. You, you know, should, but then they but, have the momentum too. Remember this is true. the Pelicans? Well, I, we remember yeah. that from last year. Yep. That's for sure. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here on this Easter Sunday, Matthew? I think I'm good. I'm very excited for these pods coming up. Me too. Ooh. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got some new graphics start. coming Let's your go. way. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go see Air tonight. I heard. Yeah. And I Shannon mean, was pretty excited. She's like, yeah. she's like, I heard it's a pretty good movie. I I'm told like, okay, her it was. She asleep. never. She never trusts my. <laughs> She's like my suggestion. Good. Like the moment that that preview came out, I, uh, I, I sent it to her, and she's like, "Oh my god, is this a movie about shoes?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> but like, it's a story behind it, like Ben Affleck, Matt it'll, Damon, it'll like, it's you know." Yeah. So and then I'm Succession a... is on tonight. So yeah, if you well, guys are we're on yet. we're on season three, episode eight. I cannot so, wait to start the season. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, oh we rewatched the entire fucking series. Like, give us I just restarted watching uh, season one last night. Yeah, it's so, so slow thing. for the first six, like five episodes. It's slow, and then yeah, all of a sudden it's it like. Is. But Greg is so good in the first ones that you forget how good he is. Him and Tom, they're yeah. so good in the first. Just wait so, to the new season. Couple things I want to throw out before we get out of here. Libertarian Sasquatch four ninety nine in the super chat. Thank you, and he says can't Thank wait you. to see Katie and book. 
Go at Russ. That's going to be fantastic. And then, of course, the legend Ted Lubin, $16 in the Super Every Chat. year. Yes, every year he does this great podcast season, guys. Here's a dollar for each victory we will get in this postseason. Matthew, we did it. We made it through another regular season doing every we did. game. Isn't it crazy? Oh, we still got a whole yeah, postseason. Like but- quick. All the complaining about all the games and it's over. All right, now everyone can go live their lives not playing basketball that are not playing basketball. Oh, it's just have we fun. have the whole postseason. Like, I can't wait for this postseason. This is going to be so much fun. But the good energy, the 2022-2023 season's behind us. This is the Suns Jam Session podcast, the original post-game podcast on Planet Orange. We didn't miss a show this year, I don't think. One uh, show. Did what? What show did we miss? It was one in the middle of the season. Yeah, well, fuck that show. We went 81 to 82. I think we did a pretty good job. So a lot better than a lot of these players that are playing in the NBA. Yeah, so. no shit, right? Like, uh, but a reminder again, Jamsters. Wednesday night we're going live with our end of year jammies. Friday night we're going live with the 2023 postseason preview. So make sure you you come in, say hi, watch, subscribe, uh, and then we're going to be live after the first postseason game which is going to be sometime yeah. next sunday a week from today is the next time the suns actually play so, oh, so excited. we look forward to seeing you guys then until then everybody hope you have a great rest of your easter have a great work week just enjoy it this is the best time of year playoff basketball the sprint begins now yeah go home and love your family everybody Whoop.